0: Looked forward to being with him in eternity. I was also comforted about my own life. After all, God knows the desires of my heart. Indeed, He's put them there Himself. He knows the amount of daydreaming and praying I do about becoming the kind of woman He wants me to be. He also knows that while I am daydreaming, I am frightfully aware that the years are drifting by, and that there is less and less time left for becoming that woman. But God's peace became mine as I was reminded one more time that when day by day I choose the one thing necessary, which shall never be taken away from me, my life too counts. God wants my heart, all of it, and my devotion. When I choose to give it to Him, When I choose to live totally for Him, my life counts in His eyes. He wants to be number one in my life, the priority above all priorities. A closer look at Mary, a woman who sat at Jesus' feet and earned His praise, further opens up for us the meaning of a heart devoted to God. What did Mary do that moved our Savior to praise her? Mary discerned the one thing needed. The events leading up to Jesus' words set the scene for us to look into Mary's heart. Jesus, probably accompanied by his disciples, arrived at the home of Mary's sister Martha for a meal. I'm sure it was a joyous and festive time. Imagine, God in flesh coming for dinner. He was total love, total care, total concern, and total wisdom. It would be heaven on earth to be in His presence, the presence of God. Mary, a woman after God's own heart, made the choice that indicates a heart of devotion. She knew it was important to cease her busyness, stop all activity, and set aside secondary things in order to focus wholly on the Lord. Unlike her sister, who was so busy doing things for the Lord that she failed to spend any time with Him, Mary put worship at the top of her to-do list. Are you wondering how? How can you and I become women devoted to God, women who live for Him and love Him deeply? What can we do to follow Mary's example and begin making choices that tell the whole watching world that we are women after God's own heart, choices that position us so God can impassion our hearts toward Him? First, Choose God's ways at every opportunity. Commit yourself to actively choose God in His ways, as Mary did, in every decision, word, thought, and response. This is a book about living according to God's priorities, and we want the choices we make to reflect that God is our ultimate priority. After all, the word priority means to prefer, to prefer. We want to choose to prefer God's way in all things. And several guidelines will help us. This is simple, but I know how easy it is to let our guard down. Proverbs 3.6 says, In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. That could be the theme verse of this book, even of our life. What does Proverbs 3.6 look like in daily life? Let me share an example. I wake up, and the day begins. As I merrily go about the business of life, a crisis suddenly arises. The phone rings, and it's bad news, or a decision needs to be made. I try to remember to mentally and maybe even physically, as Mary did, stop and check in with God. I pray, God, what do you want me to do here? I simply pause in my mind and spirit and acknowledge God. That's my part of the partnership. When I do my part, God takes over and does His part. He directs my paths. Often it's almost as if the next thought to enter my mind is from Him. Because I ask Him for direction and want to do things His way, not my way, He directs my path. He instructs me and teaches me in the way that I should go. He guides me in what to do, how to act, and what to say. God is faithful to his promise that your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. The saying good, better, best helps too. Perhaps as a child you heard your teacher at school say, Good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better best. I try to apply this saying in very practical ways to my own decision-making and choices. That's what Mary did. For instance, when I was a new Christian, I heard an older woman tell about a choice, a Mary kind of choice that she made each day as soon as her husband left for work. She said she could do anything she wanted, turn on the TV, watch a soap opera, read the Los Angeles Times, or her choice, pick up her Bible, and have her quiet time. Here was a woman, a woman after God's own heart, paying close attention to what was good, better, and best, and striving to make the best choices. That's our challenge, too. Choosing God and His ways deepens our devotion to Him. Second, commit yourself to God daily. Our devotion to God is strengthened when we offer Him a fresh commitment each day. Every morning, in a heartfelt prayer, either written or silent, start fresh with God by giving Him all that you are, all that you have, now, forever, and daily. Lay everything on God's altar in what one saint of old called the surrendered life. Give God your life, your body, such as it is, your health or lack of it, your husband, each child one by one, your home, your possessions. Nurture the habit of placing these blessings in God's loving hands to do with them what He will. After all, they're not ours, they are His. A daily prayer of commitment helps us to release what we think are our rights to these gifts. As the saying goes, hold all things lightly and nothing tightly. I also find these words from 19th century devotional writer, Andrew Murray, helpful. God is ready to assume full responsibility for the life wholly yielded to him. Third, cultivate a hot heart. I'm especially challenged about the temperature of my own heart whenever I consider these words spoken by Jesus, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. According to this scripture, what heart condition does God consider the worst? Think about these chilling facts. To be cold-hearted means to be decidedly below normal, to be unemotional, unaware, unconscious of God. Imagine being unemotional about the things of God. And then there's the lukewarm heart. It's only moderately warm. It's indifferent. Imagine being indifferent toward God hot though the third option is where we want to be having a high temperature characterized by violent activity emotion or passion fiery excited now that's the heart of someone committed to god our heart for god should be like a boiling pot our heart should be characterized by god given an intense emotion and passion for our lord after all when a tea kettle is boiling on your stove you know it it sputters and steams it actually hops up and down and jiggles from side to side empowered by its violent heat hot to the touch it shares the heat that is within there is no way to ignore its fire likewise we should be fiery and excited about god and god himself will fuel that fire oh dear sister How would you rate your heart condition? I pray that you have given your heart to Christ, that you have entered into an eternal relationship with God through his son Jesus. If you have, thank him for the wonderful privilege of being called a child of God. If you're unsure about where you stand with God, or if you know quite clearly that you are living your life apart from God.